Hi, welcome to our podcast, Bitchin' About Food. My name is Catherine Gallagher. Jan Pesson. And today, we are trying something new. Today is kind of an interesting day. It's just Jan and me. We don't have a third wheel to help us along. Do you think we can sustain ourselves for an entire hour, Jan? I think you will never stop talking for the entire hour. That's what I think. Well, that leads us to the first subject in my <laughs> notes that I assembled in my Excel spreadsheet, which is... Here's, here's my first bullet point. Apologies to Jan for mowing over her questions. So, yeah, in listening to <laughs> in listening to our podcast with Catherine Detrave, OMG, I wanted to reach through the, the microphone, the speaker, and slap myself because you actually ask her a question, several questions pointedly. And before she even has a chance to answer, I jump in and go, so what about bloody <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. You know what? It's not too late to slap yourself. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to do that. All right. But like I, you know, I'm still learning too. And so, and also I have to say, people have been clamoring, literally Jan, clamoring, asking us, nobody's really been clamoring, but a few people did send, <laughs> <laughs> a few people sent a text like, hey, where's the podcast? Um, I was out sick last week. I had this nasty cold. And it wasn't COVID, thank God. And Dean, I got it from Dean. He got it worse than me. And I had, my voice was like raspy, like where? It was horrible. And Will was nice enough to postpone us to this week. And the other, so I was sick and you were tired because you had family in. And that's another thing I want to talk about. Um, the the wonderful, massive cook fest that you went through with your family, your grandniece and her husband and their darling child. And your mom. My little Harper. Oh my God. It was so great. But here's yeah. the here's the thing, and we'll talk about the other stuff on my list first, but I want to talk about this as long as we're on the subject. You know, Jan's grandniece and her husband and the baby land, literally land at LAX. They drive to our triplex where we live. I hear them on the patio. I poke my head over to say hi, and Jordan's already eating. Like Jan, when Jan has family in town, she goes all out. Like I'm sure she greeted everybody at the door with bagels and cream cheese. Like, hi, here's 18 things to choose from. As our friend Debbie in Chicago likes to say, I like an array of food. And Jan, you provided an array of food. And Dean and I were the welcome beneficiaries of not one, but two fabulous dinners at your house. And Jan is now going to tell the story of how she almost set herself and the house on fire. Take, yeah. it, take it away, Jan. I just, and, and I'm just going to preface this by saying, you know, one of the reasons I did so much cooking and eating at home is because, and we'll get to this, I'm sure, yes. but the fact that um, there, especially near the airport where I live, there's like no place to eat. Nowhere. There's nowhere to go. Nope. And... I don't feel like driving forever to find some place to spend $300. And you think I'm exaggerating. $300 if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. I mean, eating out now and then, and then it's like, eh. Yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Or it's, or it's lousy. Yeah. Like. Unbelievable. Those are not great options. No. So I'm kind of over that. And I, you know, I get, I get inserts. Yes. I still get a newspaper delivered on a Sunday. Shoot me. Cause I like to do a paper crossword <laughs> puzzle. Oh man. Look at my life. Shut up. I'm a lot Oh like my God. I just said shut up and you kept singing. Okay. That's right. Uh, that goes New back note. to my first bullet point. New leaf. Apologize to Come Jan on. for mowing over her. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. So what was I trying to say? I don't know. You were talking about people. You were talking about. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 
the bottom line is, you know, it's just it's better food and it's more cost effective to just cook. So it's just easier and better. So I that's one of the reasons. So I, you know, one of my go to's is my lamb chops, which I buy at Bob's, which are unbelievable. But, you know, I had a bunch of people over. So I have like 28 lamb chops on my grill and I have a gas grill so I'm cooking the lamb chops and I leave the lid down initially because I want the fire to flare a little. And so I'm running back and forth, back and forth. By the time I open the lid, the fire is roaring, <laughs> but it continues to roar in a way I've never seen before. And then I open up the underneath part and it's on fire underneath the grill as well. Yeah, It's not just coming out the top. It's coming out the bottom. It's near the gas tank. I immediately turn off the tank and turn off all the burners. And meanwhile, I look over and like everyone is not noticing that (laughs) the entire thing is going to go up in flames here. And the only one that rushes out is my cousin, Lori, who's like, are you okay? Oh my God. And I'm like, right. And she goes, well, what if you do this? And so I'm trying to deal with it. And I'm finally, I'm trying to pull all the lamb chops off. It's 28 single lamb chops. I'm trying to get off this grill and I finally get it all off. And then, you know, the fire finally comes down and I serve them on the table and I'm like, dinner's on. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Like nothing happened. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, because you always used to say, you always say when you make lamb chops, because your mom always says you need to have them flame up. Yes. Well, so I saw you with the flames and I thought, oh, they're flaming up. It never occurred to me that the flame up was out of control because you seemed to have it under control. I I was not under control. (laughs) And I want you to know, I I said to my mother a little later, I said, oh, my God, that was the craziest fire I've ever had with those lamb chops. I didn't I've never had that happen before where it's on fire underneath where the tank is. It was horrifying. And 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 mom and I said, you know, it was flare. And and mom goes, well, that's the way I like them. So they were good. Well, so the end of the story is, yes, no one gave a shit. Exactly. That I almost died. Exactly. No one cared. That the Here's whole why. place almost went up in flames. Yeah, we don't because, care that you burned down, almost right. burned down the house and yourself. The right. bottom line was the lamb chops were phenomenally exactly. good. Exactly. They were so good. So at the end of the day, that's all that really matters, I guess. They but, were so good. I mean, I was shaking. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I didn't realize how bad it was until like we were all eating and you're still over there. Like your eyes are big and you're like, hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey. And well, I'm like, what happened? You're like, that fire. Did you see that fire? I'm like, yeah. yeah. It didn't seem like that big of a deal, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's. So I'm told to avoid that. You close the lid after you turn it off. I don't, that doesn't make sense to me that it'll extinguish the flame. So if someone has notes on that, that would be good. But Send that's... us an email, bafpod yeah. at gmail.com. How do we fix the lamb chop fire? Yeah. Cause you know. I mean, you do want it to sear up, but not, not like that not i've never had that in my movie i actually serve the lamb chops with no eyebrows and my mother goes they're good this way it's good <laughs> i'm just i'm just sitting here so thinking like, like there's a war in ukraine and people are dying in turkey and we're like yeah send us something about our fire and our lamb chops like, yeah we need to get a grip yeah well it's all relative well listen they were fantastic but the funny thing is like that was not the end of the cooking story. You cooked the entire weekend. Like, 
chips and guacamole and salsa and more bagels and cream cheese and and snacks and food for the baby and potato and chip chicken potato, made, potato chip chicken potato on the second night chicken. which we weren't there for but we were there for the third night which was hot dogs and hamburgers and i mean and i ran out of hot dog buns i didn't count that very well it was oh well. so what we somehow muddled through it was freaking delicious yeah it was freaking delicious yeah everything was good yeah but mostly it was just great having family there yeah. and seeing my seeing everybody and Harper who is Well that's adorable. what I was that's what I was gonna say because you know, if we if we're gonna call this bitching about food, like you're not bitching about that kind of cooking. And the reason is that when you when a family member or a bunch of in this case, a bunch of family members come to visit that's like a labor of love. That's not like the daily drudge no. that you go through. That's with. right. It's like a labor of, hey, I'm welcoming you to L.A. I'm welcoming you to the house. I want you to feel comfortable. And you've made the trip. You made, you've the, made trip. the trip. And I also know the landscape out here, which is basically shitty food and expensive food. And I don't, I don't want you to experience my city in a negative way. So I'm going to make it a positive by cooking my ass off, which yeah. you did. You never stopped cooking for but, three days. But let's get back to the fact that, you know, what the hell? I, I don't understand. I thought, you know, COVID caused the quality of food to go down because of, you know, chain supply issues, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. I haven't noticed it going back up. I, I And no. I, all I'm doing is paying every time I go out to a restaurant, it's $177. Yeah. It's $150. It's $200. It's just for it's, you and your mom. Well, I mean, or, you know, three people. Yeah. What, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the food, what are you paying for? I'm, I don't I'm, know. We had this thing happen recently. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to name names, but Dean and I got a, a recommendation. We went away for Valentine's Day for a couple of days and we went to the mountains, which was an unfortunate choice, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, um, it was recommended to us that we go to this phenomenal place that sold nothing but hot chocolate and chocolates. And, you know, all these all these Yelp reviews, the woman who ran the Airbnb told us, go there, you'll just, you, you're not going to believe how good this hot chocolate is. And we get there and we both order the hot chocolate and we're sitting there, we're like, oh, this is good. And the reality was we later confessed to one another, um, Swiss Miss basically is what it tasted like. <laughs> Delicious. Like with water. <gasps> like my hot chocolate recipe is killer. It's like cream, half and half milk, melted chocolate. I mean, it's like drinking liquid gold. This tasted like somebody opened up a packet of Swiss Miss and put it in some boiling water and served it and, you know, put up some I oh. bean to bar decor and called it a day. I'm like, this blows. I swear to God. This, I just listened to this podcast about uh, pain, which I know has nothing to do with food, <laughs> but I'm, I'm bringing it up for a point. There's a lot of pain in food. No, okay. no. It's, 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 it's the, um, when you don't have, when you have pain in a limb that's no longer there. Oh, with, phantom pain? Yeah, phantom pain. Yeah. Uh, because your brain tells you that it's your brain telling you that you have the pain, right? right? Because it's not actually there, right. but it's real because whatever. <laughs> okay. I bring this up because I think people think that once they're told this yes. is fantastic yes. in their head, they're like, this is fantastic. That's a, that's a very LA thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. No. Right? No. 
Yeah. Question, why are you listening to a podcast on phantom pain? You're not missing any limbs. Okay. you. I sent you the link. Listen to the whole thing. Okay. It's not just about phantom pain. Okay. Like that's the last thing I'd be listening to. Like, oh, I think we're going to listen to something about missing limbs. No. OMG. It encompasses a lot of things. It just happens to bring that up. Anyway. Okay. So let's go on with the same tub subject. Jan sent me an article about a restaurant that... <laughs> I'm not going to name the restaurant because we didn't go there. We haven't tried it. But it's basically the same story of every restaurant that you read about in any sort of thing. You know, in a nondescript strip mall, hidden away is one of the best kept secrets, blah de blah And it just goes on to describe this restaurant and how, you know, it's been there for 30 years and it's family owned and it's in a strip mall and nobody knows about it. And it's unbelievable food. And I'm looking at this article. I'm like, you know, when I first moved out here, I would have gotten in my car and driven down there. And now I'm like, nope, not buying it. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe that it's going to be good. Yeah. I just, that's how I feel. I've lost my trust. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost my faith. Jan. I don't have trust or faith in anything I read in, like, no. you know, the, the best restaurants and da da da. And these are where you need to know. <sighs> that's why when you find a good place, even though it's super expensive, like our beloved Angelini in the Palisades, uh, it's like, oh, it's so good. It's so great to find a restaurant. Oh, that's what I want to talk about. Hal's. Hal's in Venice. Hal's was just down the street from where we are right now in Santa Monica. It was on Abbott Kinney, Hal's restaurant. And that was probably one of the greatest restaurants ever. Dean and I used to go there and we loved it. And we discovered the upstairs room, which was quiet and private. And they had the best chicken. The, and it didn't cost you a friggin' no, fortune to eat there. No, they had the best. They did spatchcock chicken, which is something that I don't ever want to do. It's a pain in the ass. That's where you take scissors and you cut the backbone and you flatten the chicken and you cook it flat. Oh, my God. And their fries were so good. And they had this wonderful bar downstairs where all these artists would hang out. And even when they moved to their second location, the food was still phenomenal. And they had the best ice cream sundae for dessert. We miss that place so much. It was so good. I, that's what I wanted to ask you. What restaurant do you miss that you... I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you I don't remember the name of it. It was on Sautel. It was extremely expensive even back then. But it was like little plates of things. And it was like Asian... I, I don't remember. I You know, yeah. not to be vague, but it was it was near where I lived, and we just would drive over there and eat there, and it was expensive. Was it Nanbankan? No. No. I can't remember the name. It was unbelievably good. Yeah. Like, unbelievably good. It's gone. And you and I used to talk, we talked about Chaya Venice, which was just... Chaya like, Venice was delicious, That was right too. down here, right down. Yeah. That was fantastic food. Gone. Yeah. Gone. I mean... I'm sure that there are a lot of good restaurants in L.A. still. I know. We just live in an area that doesn't really have any good restaurants, right. unfortunately. And also, you know, but I don't want to spend I know. a gazillion dollars We're bitching to about eat food. out. Speaking of which, I and I won't name names because, you know, I didn't get permission or anything, but somebody was relaying to me um, that they went to a steakhouse where on the menu was a steak for $175 really? for a steak. One steak? One steak. Is this like a post-pandemic thing? I don't know. Like supply chain stuff? I don't know. Or is like food just out of control lately? It's out of control. And people, because people didn't go out for like two, sometimes three years, they didn't go out. Yeah. They didn't go to a restaurant. Yeah. So they saved what they feel like all this money and they're just eager to go out and eat. And it doesn't matter how much you charge them. 
they're willing to pay. Yeah. And and that's why inflation has not one of the reasons why inflation. Listen to me, like I'm a financial expert. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah, Jen. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, my sister-in-law had a great idea which was to talk about she said, "You know what you should do? You should have people email you with their toughest recipes." Like what's the recipe that they something that they enjoy eating, but that it's a royal pain in the ass to make. What's their toughest recipe? And I said, oh my God, what a great idea that is. And we should do the same thing with our easiest recipe. Yeah, too. I'd be interested in the easier rest- <laughs> recipes. I don't want to make the tough ones. Well, I make the easy ones. What's your toughest one? Do you have an idea of what your toughest recipe? I have a kind of an idea of what mine is. Well, I remember a recipe I tried to make when I was like, 17. It was Paul Prudhomme's cookbook from New Orleans (laughs) from a million years ago. And it was a pecan cake. And it required... Oh, I thought it was the etouffee. (laughs) No. This was a pecan cake. To this day, because it took two days to make and cost back then like $100 because I ruined the first batch of pecans or whatever. And then when I went to slice it, you couldn't slice it. It was was rock hard. So (laughs) I failed. And to this day, whenever I mention making anything other than, you know, my go-tos, which are my banana cake and brownies, my mother will say, why don't you just make the brownies? Because she still (laughs) remembers the pecan cake, which was a complete disaster. That would be my hardest. Yeah. That I recall. Yeah. That I tried to make. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at cakes in general. We talked about that early on in the podcast. You're very good at cakes. Well, obviously not that one, but yeah. No, but I mean, cakes for me are hard, 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 hard. I think my hardest, one of my hardest recipes is that pork one I talked about with Catherine, that carne arrobada, because it's just so many steps. And, you know, you have to sear and cook down and puree and shred. And I mean, you every pot in the house. But I'm I'm curious. Send us an email at bafpod at gmail.com what your hardest recipe is that's the most rewarding. And now the easiest recipe, Jan. My grandmother's brownies. Oh, for sure. They are so good. The easiest people, and the best. People. They are so good. Yeah. Yeah. They're and they're easy peasy. Like four ingredients. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Done. I can give it to you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. I know even your brother makes them. Yeah. Your brother. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of pecan things, remember when we went to Brightson's in New Orleans? <gasps> that pecan pie. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. But he posts that, right? You y- can see y- that recipe. Yeah, but it is really hard. I mean, that's a hard recipe. Well, that's why he has the restaurant and pecan, that's why he's making it. Yeah, there's... like you have to make pecan dust with some pecans. Then you have to do like a pecan roast with some of them. Oh my God, it's such a complex, hard, hard recipe. But the the pecan pie, and I don't even really like pecan pie. Which What's is, his website? Uh, I don't know, but it's Brightson's Restaurant. So if you just go Brightson's on, in, in, in New Orleans. New, yeah. New Orleans. And if you go to New Orleans, you should friggin' eat there because oh my it's God. like the best restaurant on the planet. It is so good. Mm-hmm. It's in so fact, good. I want to go to New Orleans just so I can eat that. <laughs> Not visit my brother I who's say, there. I love it. She goes, I want to go to New Orleans just to go to Brightson's. Forget about my brother. No, I'm I kidding. Of course I will see my yes, brother. Yes, Neil. Of course I will. Going out to dinner with Neil is like going out to dinner with Obama. He knows every single person in New Orleans. And whenever he walks into a restaurant, it's like, Neil, oh my God. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's a funny person. It's fun. I'm trying to think of what my easiest recipe is. <sighs> Something with pasta, you know, tuna pasta. I love tuna pasta. Open up a couple of cans of tuna, put it in the pasta, call it a day. 
That's that's easy. Yeah, easy. that doesn't sound good to me. Really? No. It's tuna. Ita- it's Italian tuna and olive oil. Does not sound good. No, I know. I make some garlic and olive oil and make it with garlic and olive yeah, oil. Yeah, I'd rather have just the olive and the and the, the garlic and the garlic really? without the tuna. Oh Ooh. no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. No. Trust mm. me. Trust me. It sounds very goy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very goy. Wow, to me. you pulled the Jewish card, huh? I did. Okay. I did that for you, Mom, who, <laughs> who I'm not going to let listen because all I do is piss and moan about her a lot. So. No, you don't oh. piss and moan about your mom. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, what does it say? What else does it say here? Um, I want to relive our Matlock moment. My God, our friend Colleen posted our little Matlock meltdown when she was on in her Instagram story. It was so damn funny. I, she put a little snippet of when we all lost ourselves, lost our yeah. shit in the Matlock moment. Oh my God, that was funny as hell. Yeah. I mean, it's okay funny. <laughs> I still don't think, you know, watching Matlock is all that amusing, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, okay, what were you going? You were saying something in the car about something you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, so, your aunt. Yeah, my aunt, my aunt Barbara, was telling. She was saying what you know. You should mention how hard things are to open these days, and it's not just because she's in her nineties. And I have a hard time. Things are hard to open. Oh God, yes. The way they seal them, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, wh- why? What is that all about? Why? Why are? <clears throat> Is in there are things impossible to get into? So that's one of my big bitches. And she was saying how they make these rubber things so you can hold on to things to yeah, open I've, them. I've seen them on TikTok. There's all these apparatuses you can use to open jars to do things. Um, and I also got a tip from this guy that I dated years ago who turned out to be a psycho. And so, unfortunately, every time I use his technique to open a jar i have to think of him but you just take like a dull knife and you bang it on the on the lid all around the edge of the lid and then the lid opens um okay so every time i do that i think of this guy who was a psycho it makes really? me crazy yeah it makes me crazy all you have to do is pound it a little on the floor to get some air in there that's all you're doing is you're getting a little air in there so you can open it yeah but i mean just pounding a lid no matter how i pound it i'm still thinking about this guy <laughs> I'm curious as to which psycho this is. Jan, we don't need to go into my sordid history. I used to say to Catherine, I'm like, just because they like you and want to take you out doesn't mean you should go. Yes, it is. And she's like, it's a free meal. I'm going. It's dinner. And I'm like, God, I cannot do that. Dinner. Mm -hmm. I I don't even want to have like a a brief conversation, (laughs) never mind an evening. That's okay. Those days are behind me now that I have the Deanster. But anyway. Okay, I poor wanted... Dean, poor guy. So <laughs> bad for him. What do you mean, him? poor Dean? He, he's happy. He's happy. Mm, yeah, I don't think so. Okay, anyway, anyway. listen. Um, I need to talk about the fact that when <laughs> when we were sitting at dinner with your grandniece and her darling husband and the baby and your mom and everybody, we were talking about. Of course, you know when you go to Jan's house for dinner, all you do is talk about what you used to eat or what you're going to eat in the future yeah. while, while you're eating. Yeah. So of course that's true. We're sitting there, we're talking about, you know, and somehow, I don't know, Jordan, Jan's grandniece, somehow her father came up. Now your sister, Jan, was married to Jordan's father back in the day. Now your sister's remarried and I don't know where Jordan's father is. I think he's somewhere in a middle state somewhere. But out of nowhere, <laughs> Jan goes that guy made a hell of a good baklava. <laughs> he did. And I'm like, wait a minute. He wasn't even Greek. And, you know, like like people who make baklava are generally like 
they make it if it's delicious, which I don't really like baklava, but if it's delicious, it's because they've been making it their whole lives because it's part of their heritage and their culture. But he wasn't even Greek, but somehow he, he was like this weird baklava savant where he just made baklava that was unbelievably good. Yeah, but I mean, I don't see what's, I don't get what's so weird about that. It just struck me funny because he's not like, that's the last thing I would think of when I would think of Jordan's father. Like, that guy made a hell of a good baklava. <laughs> well, <laughs> he did. He used to give it at Christmas for a present. I remember that. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I'll take some of that. I wonder how he got into making baklava. I got to take know. a sip of water. I'll have to ask. Uh... I'm moving my microphone. <laughs> Oh, thanks for coughing all over me. She's coughing literally at me without covering her mouth. I hope. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sick anymore. I just. Yeah, whatever. I'm not sick fine. anymore. I just. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. I just live with my 93-year-old mother, so I'm no not... problem. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. Never is right. Let's talk. Oh, yeah. So for Jan's second meal that I was invited to, the burgers and the hot dogs, um, I offered to make these bacon-wrapped potatoes, these little baby potatoes that are wrapped in bacon after they're marinating in a, oh, in a, yes. chipotle, in a okay. chipotle brown sugar. Okay. So, yeah. so, okay. So here's what happened. I'll tell my side and then you tell your side. So okay. the dinner was on Monday and it happened to be President's Day and I don't get President's Day off. I have to work. So I had this whole thing planned where in order for the potatoes to cook I think properly, I wanted one tray in my oven and one tray in Jan's oven. It works out. It, we live next door to each other, so we could do this. I didn't want to do two trays in one oven and have to like rotate and turn all that crap because it takes about an hour to cook this and the bacon has to cook and the potatoes have to cook and everything has to cook from scratch. So so I had it all coordinated and then I get, <laughs> I get this phone call from Jan. I'm like, I'm in the car and I get this phone call from Jan on my way home. She goes, oh, I thought I had preheated your oven, but I don't think I did. So I think I'm just going to put everything in my oven. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And I hang up and I was like, I'm like gripping the steering wheel. Like, what the shit? Oh my God. I can't believe it. <laughs> I was so like, and then I was like, okay, I need to just get over myself. It's all going to be fine. The potatoes are going to be fine. So now you tell your side of the story. I was like, I was upset that you couldn't figure out my oven. But then I realized that you did figure out my, it ended up working out that she did turn my oven on after all. And the, the potatoes cooked the way I wanted them to. Well, I did go in and turn your oven on to preheat it. And when I went back, it was stone cold. And I said, hey, Dean, why is this oven not heated? He goes, <laughs> well, let's look at it. And he hit something that I thought I had hit. And evidently I didn't, I don't know, whatever with your <laughs> friggin' oven. But it, it, it did preheat and yes. it did put it in. It was fine. But I mean... The, the the bottom line is I I wanted something uh, that I wasn't involved in at all. Like I wanted something super duper easy. Yeah, but all you had to do was put it in the oven. Uh-huh. I had to go over twice to preheat the oven. Yeah. I had to, yeah. Mind you, she's right next door. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I had to cook them in my oven yeah. as well. Yeah. As opposed to you just walk through the door and go, here are your potatoes. Okay. And I did nothing. Okay. Because I've got, I've got 10 people. Exactly. And I'm making 80 things. Yeah. So it's one more thing that I'm actually dealing with. Yes. That I didn't want to deal with. Yes. That's all. But I had but, to work. That yes, I understand. If I, I understand. if I weren't working, it wouldn't, it, this would never have happened. I understand. And okay. that's on me. Okay. Because I should have said, no, let me finish. Okay. By the way, they were delicious. But let me just finish. 
when she said, I'm working, so I'm going to have to da-da-da-da-da, I should have said, you know what, never mind. And I should have gone to the store and gotten a bag of Orida fries, saved you the stress and me the extra whatever, and I would just throw them on a tin, preheat the oven, throw them on my tin, call it a day. No one would have known the friggin' difference. That's true. That's my point. No, That's but, where I made the mistake. But I so. wanted to do something special for Jordan, so I wrapped all these little tiny potatoes from Trader Joe's with little pieces of bacon and toothpicks and everything. And then Jan goes, I can't turn on your oven. I'm like, what the fuck? But here's this leads me to my next thing on my Excel spreadsheet. I well, think everyone sees my side of this. <laughs> Yes, there's two sides to every story. Yeah, Jen. okay. Okay. The bottom line is, despite all that angst, they were quite good. Those potatoes. Okay, that's a great recipe, by the way. Maybe I'll put it on the blog. Um, but the reason that I had so many potatoes going at the same time is because the other thing that Jan and I do, I do this, and Jan does it even more than I do it, is we cook for like sixty people. If there's if there's 10 people, that means we cook for 40. Well, if there's 10 people, we cook for more than 10. Like a lot yeah. of food. We're not, we don't do it, the, the Mary Tyler Moore episode where <laughs> Sue Ann Nivens <laughs> prepares the meal because they're having six people over yes. and Lou Grant takes three servings and she goes, Mr. Grant, I need to speak with you for a minute in the kitchen. Yeah. And he, and she's like, you took... Sue Ann prepared six servings. We have six people and you took three. And he goes, all right, calm down. That's a pretty good Mary Calm down, (laughs) calm down. And then he goes, sits back down and he's like, he goes, you know what? I'm not as hungry as I thought I was. And he puts back the servings. And I remember watching that episode thinking, who cooks like that? Yeah. Who cooks an exact portion for people? We know people who do that. Well, yeah, it's a goy thing. Sorry, but it's a goy thing. (laughs) It is. It oh is. Oh my God. And I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I can talk about, you know, my mother with, with sweet corn, right? Oh, tell that story. That okay. is such a great so story. So okay. my mother with sweet corn, we used to get, okay, there was Pullen Farms where I grew up in Kentucky and every summer. Wait, you're from Kentucky? <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. Sort of. Okay. All right, fine. I'm from Kentucky. Anyway, yeah. so it, corn season would come and, and she would call Pullen Farm and it's like, is your corn in? Is it the pale yellow small kernel? I don't want any of that cow corn. And, and he'd be like, nope, it's the small kernel, pale yellow. It's all fresh. We just got it. She's like, I'm, she, she would be like, all right, we're coming in. And so <laughs> we'd get this, in the car. This is the greatest story. And I'm not making any of this up. In fact, I, I'm under, I'm under telling it, if anything. And she would take out, before we even left the house, she would take out this huge pot that she would fill up with water enough to boil the, the corn. She would have the bags in the garage lined with the plastic bags for the corn husk for, so that when we pulled into the garage, we were ready to go. <laughs> she would have the tongs ready, the butter ready, and the salt. Everything was ready to go before we even left the house, right? <laughs> so we get we would drive all the way out to the farm, and it was it was out there, and she would she would like peel it back and she was like well you you guys know what to look for and it was usually my brother and I or just me and her and you'd peel back the corn and it had to be like this pale yellow small kerneled corn and, and and you know and she'd been assured it had just been picked and she'd look through it. 60 6 dozen ears that's how much we would get 6 what? dozen ears of corn how many how much corn is that that's Six a lot of corn 12, 12, 12, and we would we would pack it 
in the, you know, get it in the bags in the car. And as soon as we pulled up the garage, it was like we were speeded up cartoon. <laughs> and then we would just start shucking as fast as we possibly could. And my mother could shuck faster than anybody I ever saw. And she would, she would look at my brother and I and go, go, she'd be all done with her two dozen ear that she just shucked. And she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go in and get these started. You slow pokes. <laughs> I mean, it was like ridiculous. And then she'd run in, she'd rinse them off in the water and throw them in the pot. And you, and you couldn't, as soon as they, they were boiling, it was three minutes. That's it. Three minutes. Cause you don't want to ruin it. You don't want to overcook it. She'd pull them out, put them on the tray, and then she would proceed to eat literally like two dozen ear all by herself. Oh my God. My mother weighed like 120 pounds her whole, I mean, perfect body. Per, um, so she could just sit there and she would just, she would butter everything, salt everything. And then she would sit there and she looked like a cartoon <laughs> and the cobs would just start to build in front of her, like one after the other. And she was like, would your dad get any corn? No, he wasn't there. I don't ever remember him being there for the initial, maybe later for dinner, whatever. And then, you know, oh my God, for that's... dinner, she would actually make like um, to go with the corn, like homemade blueberry muffins, homemade tuna salad, homemade egg salad. Oh my the God. salads were a lot of work. Yeah. That's what was work. She used to make all that. But she would just eat the corn. Corn, 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 corn. And we all eat a ton of corn. That's what we ate. Oh, uh, I won't discuss later in the evening <laughs> what the that after, was like. The aftermath but... of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. No. <laughs> Not good. No. But, you know. This is triggering. <laughs> this is triggering a memory for me. This is, this is, I mean, if we're going to talk about childhood food memories, I'll talk about how my parents would we for for a while we lived in the midwest and we had a built-in swimming pool in the backyard and my parents loved to throw parties they were huge party throwing people and one year they got it into their head that being both from the east coast and missing fresh seafood and we'll talk about your florida restaurant um oh yeah your beloved florida restaurant yeah that was a good one um they decided they wanted to have a lobster party in a pool party in the summer, a lobster party. So <clears throat> they ordered, I don't know how they did this, but dad and I got in the car in Northbrook, Illinois, and drove to O'Hare at night. I remember it was my dad and me, and we waited for this cargo plane that was carrying all this stuff. And one of the things that they were carrying was this crate of lobsters that my mom had somehow ordered from the East Coast. And that was going to be the lobsters for their lobster party. And I remember thinking, that was so cool. Like, that was the coolest thing ever, that we just drove to the airport and got lobsters and they had a lobster party, which was kind of a novelty for their friends back then. You know, it was the 60s or whatever. And another food memory that I have is... I don't remember why we were in New York. We were living in the East Coast at the time, and we were in New York, and it was me and my brother and mom and dad, and I think we were just supposed to be there for the day for something, and I was probably eight or something, seven or eight, and I said to dad, do we have to go home? Do we have to go back to wherever we were, New Jersey or Massachusetts? Can't we stay one night in New York? And he just looked at all of us, and he goes, okay, okay let's do that. Let's go to dinner and we'll stay at a hotel. And it was so glamorous. And we went to this place called Luchow's, which is still there. 
this old, old restaurant in New York. And I'll never forget Lu Chow's restaurant with my parents and my brother in New York for our impromptu, because my parents were not impromptu people, but this was an impromptu thing and we stayed overnight. It's funny how food food stories can trigger memories of childhood. But like, they do. Yeah. They really, really do. Like your place in Florida where you... Still... By the way, just getting... We got live lobsters once when I was a kid. Oh, really? And we and I never ate lobster again after that because we were trying... My brother and I made friends with the lobster and the next thing they know, they were being thrown into a boiling hot <laughs> thing of water and I was horrified. We were all horrified. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that that's over for You've me. never had lobster soup? Nope. Oh, God, I nope. love lobster. I do too, but after that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm out. Remember when mom came, we took her to the lobster in Santa Monica? Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't fun. know if the lobster's still there. I Might don't be. know. I don't know. Might be. Maybe it survived the pandemic. Maybe. It's such an old restaurant. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't go back there ever again. It was okay, but mom really enjoyed it when she was alive. She liked going to the lobster because yeah. it's right on the ocean, you know. It was fun. I don't know if it's there or not. Good question. Oh, um, no, tell that story about Joe. Is it Joe Slotkin's? Slonkin? Joe Slonkin's Gold Coast Restaurant. Yeah. Awesome restaurant. Oh, my God. It was evidently owned, I think, by the mob. Am I going to get killed now? Probably. No. That's all right. I'm ready to go. <clears throat> they can take me. I don't care. Um, anyway, I think I think they were owned by the mob, and that's why they eventually got shut down. I, I don't know if that for sure. That's what I heard. But it, it was in Hollywood, Hollandale, Florida, and you could dock your boat there and they had like the most amazing food ever and I, they had something called linguine fra diablo mm. which was all this seafood in a spicy red sauce in this bowl of linguine <clears throat> and it was literally enough for four people four oh, yeah. tell the story of when your sister came down and took you out to dinner <laughs> well no she lived there oh. i was visiting her on my spring break and she took me there and i ordered uh, a caesar salad shrimp cocktail and the Fra Diablo and rum cake, best rum cake I ever had for dessert and best Caesar I ever had either. It's back when they used to make it at your table with like the raw egg and the anchovies, the anchovies and they don't do any of that anymore. No. But anyway, um, you know, very old school. But the waiters were like, you know, I was 14 <laughs> and they were like, that's a lot of food. You know, you they're like, you know, that Fra Diablo is for like four people. And I'm like, uh-huh, that's what I want. And they were like, okie dokie. I finished everything. There yeah, wasn't anything left. And the waiters were like in awe and they couldn't, because I was a skinny mini too. I mean, it wasn't like, but you know, whatever. I could just eat a lot. And then and about, we get home and about an hour later, I say to my sister, I'm hungry. <laughs> Do you have anything? And she goes, are you kidding me? Are you joking? I'm oh like, no. God. She goes, all I have is a TV dinner. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Oh, it's like I had My. a tapeworm or something. <laughs> she was like, she goes, she goes, I want to kill you. Oh, and I'm like, God. oh, okay. That is so funny. Yeah, I don't know how she dealt with me. Yeah. And then the other time I went down and got out in the sun for a whole day after being warned not to and being rushed to the emergency room. Oh, no. And they wanted to give me a shot and I wouldn't take it. And she also wanted to kill me. I don't blame her. <laughs> I would have killed me too. But anyway. No, but I think we got that entertaining from our parents. Like when your mom gave a party, because your parents like to entertain too. Yeah. And when my mom gave a party, they put out enough food to literally feed like yeah. the whole neighborhood. Yeah. And it was good food. Yeah. But that's not the case in a lot of time. A lot of times when you go over to people's houses, they have like 
a little bowl of potato chips and a little dip out. But again, and that's it. again, Catherine, you know, not to go back to the Jugoy thing, but I mean, <laughs> you're really playing that card. Up no, today. <laughs> I'm serious. Like my mother, you know, when she first moved to Kentucky, she would go to these parties and they would serve nothing but alcohol and like no food, just alcohol. Because, you know, Jackie Mason used to do this in his routines. Yeah. Like, you know, Gentiles drink, yeah. Jews eat. Yeah, but, and I but think, we were Gentiles and mom would feed everybody with all this great food. I mean, she was maybe an you, anomaly. Are you sure you're a Gentile? <laughs> maybe so I have possible. a little bit of Jewish Maybe in me. you're a little Jewy and you don't know it. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, it's just an interesting thing about that. I don't, you know, or an ethnic thing. I don't, food, very important. And um, I think it speaks to a deeper issue, which is a generosity thing. Like, like in order, in, in our opinion, your opinion and my opinion, in order to put on a party properly, when you are a hostess, you have to give of yourself. And in that means you have to go out and buy a ton of food to give people a, a, an array, a choice, an option, you know, like, I don't want to have like a tiny little bowl of guacamole. I'm having some people over at the end of March. I'm going to make this giant batch of guacamole. I, I could make a small batch, but I want to make a giant batch. I, that's just, that's just what you do. There should be well, food. There should be food left over all yeah, the time. But I mean, you eat a lot. So I understand why you would make <laughs> the giant batch of guacamole. You are a bitch <laughs> from hell. I know it. Okay. Yay. Let's talk about, let's bitch about something else. How... So last week when I was sick, I we had a we had a guest scheduled and I had to cancel him because I wasn't feeling well and he was super nice about it and we'll have him on again, Frederick, Colleen's friend Frederick, darling sweet man. And but before I didn't before I knew I was getting sick, he had texted me to say, "Well, so the studio is in Santa Monica, so where do you eat around there? What's a good place to eat?" And I said to him, "I'll get back to you." So I text Jan and I'm like, uh, where should they eat over here? Like, what's good? She's like, I don't know. And that just made me so sad that you and I have no clue where to tell this guy where he, no, could, where he could go eat around here. Like, That's something people could send. Like, Where do you eat? Yeah, but then, you know, oh, the best thing you ever eat is over here. And then we'll go there and it'll be like, eh, I think the problem is us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the restaurants. I think the problem is us. That, I think our standards are too high. That could be. You know, that could. Our be. standards are just different than what they have out here. Well, because I mean, the, the we are the problem. Send us an email if you think we're the problem or LA is the problem. Baf We're probably the problem. Yeah, because we don't eat. Look, I don't want to eat. I old school eating is the best eating yeah. and they don't cook like that anymore no. because it's not healthy. <laughs> so I'm willing to die young if I can eat well. Young, That's huh? all. Oh, is that what we're going for now? <laughs> <I know. laughs> that ship yeah. sailed. <laughs> yeah, that, that ship sailed, honey. Yeah. That ship is yeah. long gone. God, okay, yeah. I never mean, mind. I mean, when I first moved out here, before I even moved out here, but when I used to visit you before I moved out here, the Rose Cafe in Venice was such a fun, funky oh, place yeah. to go. Yeah, and now apparently it has just not, it's not, what it used to be. There were, you could, there was a place near me, Maria's, whatever. And we went back there many years. Ugh, it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but geez. Yeah. And then, I mean, everything there was delicious. Yeah. And nothing was that expensive. I know. And I told my boss when I first moved out here, I said, oh, Maria's. And he goes, Maria's is a chain. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, so what? If no, it was, it's, a it's it's was delicious. Yeah. Then we went back there like 
10, 15 years later, it was not delicious. Yeah, so. I don't remember. Maria's, if you want to sponsor us, just give us a call. You know, yeah, no, I just bagged on them. Why would they want to sponsor us? <laughs> we're probably going to get sued. No, we're going to get sued. We're, we're not going to make any money. We're going to lose we're money. Allowed we're allowed to express our opinion. debtor's the prison. Whatever. <laughs> debtor's prison. <laughs> Oh my God! Watching Matlock, watching Matlock <laughs> in our old folks, in our as roommates in our old folks' home. Yeah. No, here's an interesting thing that's been happening, Jen. Um, you know, I'm trying to drum up guests here, and people who I thought would be totally on board are like, "Oh no, I, I, I no, no, I could never do that." Like actors are like, "Oh no, no." I'm like, "What are you talking about? No, no." And and other people that I know who you know, uh, one person I'm thinking of who's a great talker, just talks a lot and really interesting. Way too. So, are we too intimidating to have guests? Is it too much for people to have guests? Well, we I, have to. We have to get some guests. It can't just be you and me every week. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more there. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think it's. You know, maybe they just feel like uh, it's not their thing. They don't have anything to say about food. Everybody has something to say about exactly. food. Exactly. That's my point. Everybody, Everybody has something to say does have something food. to say about food. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is it's it's like once they say it, it's out there forever. Yeah. It's a forever thing. So what? So, and I'm like, yeah, well. It's not like you're giving out your social security yeah. number. You're talking about like how, yeah. you, how you feel but they, about dinner. They, they wanna, I guess they don't, you know, because I, I don't speak completely freely. I, I do edit myself a little yeah, me too. because I don't want to piss off. Yeah, no, I mean, whatever. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you got to be. But cool. I understand. Yeah, I understand. It's just, but the thing is, you know, what I want to say to anybody who would th think that is like, you know, if they run out of things to say, it doesn't matter because Catherine will never shut the fuck up. <laughs> So you're safe. There's nothing to be yeah. worried about. Yeah. And if at the end you're like, oh, that I don't feel comfortable with that, we're not going to force you to, we're not going to say to Will, we'll publish it anyway. Yeah. You know, fire the presses. Yeah. Well, you know, we're just going to yeah. be like, okay, then we'll scrap it. You yeah. Know? I mean, whatever. And I would say to, you know, all the uh, <laughs> celebrity chefs or celebrities who oh. cook or have stories, any high profile people, if you want to be on and you're listening, contact us because we're Haynes. available. Holly, I'm trying. Holly, I will get you on. I know I will. I've emailed you on Instagram and you're, she was so kind, Holly. She was like, oh, I'll, I'll give you guys a listen. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And I said, we're, we're learning. I want Holly Haynes on here. She's so good. It's at, okay, on Instagram, go to at it's Holly, all one word, at it's Holly. This girl is such an amazing cook. She's in San Diego. And um, our guest next week is going to be Tom Hall, who's also from San Diego. Uh, and I want to talk about the San Diego food scene with him, but she posts stuff that is just unbelievable. I also sent emails to Allison Roman and Stella Parks, and I haven't heard back. But you know what? I, I think we're going to hear back. I, I envision Michelle Obama on our podcast. That's what I envision. Well, as long as you're rooted in reality, that's all that matters. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. What else? There was something else you wanted to talk about. There was something else other than your aunt. Uh, no, I told my, I, I think I'm done. There were two things. Weren't there two things on your list? Okay. I want to talk about, I want to talk about Instagram. <laughs> okay. We have one post on TikTok, which has like 300 likes, which I don't even know why. I don't understand TikTok. Instagram. Uh, I haven't been as active on Instagram as I should be, but I did post this weird little video about a month ago of it's nothing but me. It, it's it's not even me. It's my grill in the backyard. And I, I, I typed in grilling like a villain 
bitching about cooking in the dark because, you know, I have to cook in the back because it's dark back there. And for some reason, it got, it like got like 300 likes. Even though we only have 42 followers, all these people, it must have shown up in someone's algorithm and it just like multiplied itself. It was a tiny little glimpse into what it's like to go viral. And it's pretty weird. I got to say, like, you see all these little likes come like, I'm like, what's happening? Why is that stupid little video of my grill going viral? I don't understand it. I don't understand Instagram at all or TikTok. Yeah. I know. Bring I, back the newspaper, I, Jan. I, I'm not the person to talk to about this stuff. <laughs> All I, she hasn't know. even looked at our website. <laughs> I haven't. It's terrible. Oh, my I may, God. I may have looked at it. I may have. Oh, um, my God. You know, I just show up. That's hilarious. And look pretty and be funny. Yeah. That's it. That's my job. <laughs> That's all I'm supposed to do. Um, and so one out yeah. of two is not bad. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, what else? What else do we have? Nothing. If anybody... Oh, I know. One thing I want to... Talking about restaurants long gone... I used to eat when I was growing when I was growing up when I was living in New York in you know 1981 to 83 mm-hmm. yeah 81 to 83 I used to eat at a place called Empire Szechuan oh. which had you took me there yeah it had the best Chinese food I've ever had in my entire life to this day and dirt cheap it was not expensive because I had no money but they had cold sesame noodles um, in sesame sauce which were like crack. They were so incredibly good. Yeah. Not that I've had crack, but I can imagine. <laughs> they were the best I've ever had. And I have been in search of them ever since. Ever yeah. since. Yeah. So if anyone knows... I make pretty good sesame noodles, but not as good as Empire no, Szechuan. No, I mean, yeah, yours are good, but those were those were something else. So if anyone is knows how to make them or yeah. where you can get them specifically in Los Angeles. That would be great. Yeah. I highly yeah, doubt it. You know it. what? We're going to get recommendations like all you have to do is get in the car and drive to San Gabriel and go to this little place in a strip mall, the best noodles you've ever had in your life. And you know, I would drive to San Gabriel for those though. If really? they actually were is if they were like what I had at Empire Szechuan, I would do that. Really? Yeah. Those were, I, you know how you eat certain things and then you crave it. Yeah. You have like a memory that's so strong, and um, yeah. that's how I feel about those. Okay. Like I would, I would do that. Yeah, I would. Okay. All right. Anyway, so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, send us an case. email of your favorite uh, cold sesame noodles in LA. Bafpod at gmail dot com. I'm sure we'll have fifty or sixty when we log in next. Mm-hmm. And by fifty or sixty, I mean zero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's okay. All right. Listen, uh, our our guest for the following week is here right now. So I think you and I are going to wrap this up. Oh. We only have about eight minutes left anyway. So oh. hey, I think we did pretty good considering it's just you and me, right? Um, it could have been just you <laughs> and you would have been just fine. Jan, what? I need you here. Uh-huh. You, sure. uh, you're part of this sure. podcast. Oh, yeah. totally off food, but uh, new show I'm watching Poker face. Not uh, that it needs okay. any okay. any endorsing, but okay. no, it doesn't matter. Natasha Leone, fantastic. Hey, you know so what? good. I'm into Unforgotten with uh, uh, what's her name uh, on Amazon Prime. But Natasha Leone, it's like Columbo in the present day. It's just so fucking good. again with the seventies. No, Oy I'm telling Gavalt. you, watch it. It's hey, I just fantastic. said Oigavalt. Maybe I am part Jewish. See, okay. there you go. <laughs> okay, I knew thanks. it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>